Hi guys, it's Jess. Welcome back to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where I discuss all things style, pop culture, and wellness, and honestly, whatever else I feel like talking about from week to week. Thank you for joining me again. If this is your first time, welcome. Please stand to be acknowledged by the congregation that doesn't exist because this is a podcast. I just always found that part of church so awkward. It's like, let us make you feel uncomfortable off rip, you know, church culture. Anywho, as per usual, I want to kick off this episode with a fashion tip. Um, let me just say now in advance, I am not here to hurt anyone's feelings. I just would like to not see this anymore. I find it um, a personal attack on my well-being. And I don't want to see it. It hurts my eyes. It hurts my feelings. It offends my sensibilities. I want people to stop buying counterfeit fashions. Let me be specific. There's a difference between a knockoff and counterfeit. A knockoff is when Steve Madden makes a replica of a Louboutin. I am okay with knockoffs because everything is a knockoff of something. There's really nothing new under the sun. Everything has been done before in some capacity. So almost everything, even if it's from like the top, top designers, like the high end designers, it's been done before by someone. So I'm okay with a knockoff, but I hate, 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 hate to see counterfeit shit. So I was just scrolling on Instagram like I always do. And there is a certain reality TV celebrity who owns a clothing store and she was advertising some pieces for her clothing store. And one of those pieces was a, 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 a dress with the double C for Chanel, basically, um, with this kind of like drip effect to it. And how Chanel hasn't sued this person yet is beyond me. But I have been seeing the most like fake Chanel face masks, fake Chanel bags, fake Gucci masks, all of these things. And I just don't understand the purpose of it. What you spent... Because the things in that person's store are not cheap. What you spent for that counterfeit thing, you could have just gotten a quality garment that actually looked nicer and that didn't create this illusion that you're a a very wealthy person. None of us are wealthy. Most of us are not wealthy and it's okay. Like I want there to be more safe spaces for people to not be wealthy. You ain't got a lot of kick it. I d- what? I will never understand people paying like a hundred, two hundred dollars for a fake Louis Vuitton bag when they could just get a leather handbag that doesn't have anyone's name on it, but it's still a leather handbag and it's still quality. Don't get me wrong; I understand aspirational things. 
I am not huge on logo stuff. There are some logo things that I would love to have. Like I love that Dior canvas bag, tote bag that, you know, people get their names monogrammed on. I think she's cute. Um, I really want a Saint Laurent crossbody. That's my vibe. I love gold hardware and I'm a huge fan of Saint Laurent as a designer. I get it. But spend your money more wisely. If you have $200 to spend on something counterfeit, just get something real that would last you more. I want better for us. And again, you know, one of my really good friends made the point that like she knows her target audience and she does. And I just don't want to see us continue to exploit our target audiences because, you know, these people are going to buy this stuff and be out here looking a fool. And I don't appreciate you doing that to black women. We deserve better. So by all means, have a field day with the knockoffs because everything is a replica of something. You know, Lady Gaga be out here wearing all kind of wild shit. And the reference for Lady Gaga, Madonna, Boy George, you know, hella other people. It's fine. But do not roll up out here with counterfeit shit. It's just it's just lame. Anywho. That's the fashion tip for this week. As per usual, you can download the Like to Know It app to shop with me and, um, you know, help your girl make a little coin. And I will be right back for the main topics of discussion for this episode. Stay tuned. All right, guys, I'm back. What it do? So... I just have to address these things. Um, I know we've been discussing the baby for the past week plus, but I would be remiss as a black woman who likes to create safe spaces for um, the LGBTQ plus community if I did not address exactly why this shit is problematic and what we need to be doing moving forward. So, in case you somehow do not know, the baby was performing at Rolling Loud, and during his set, he went on a weird tangent during like the call and response moment of his performance. We're all familiar, we've all been in a club or at a show or whatever, when an artist is like, if you got more than $20 in your pocket, make some noise. And woo, we all go crazy if we got more than $20. Hell, sometimes you go crazy even if you ain't got more than $20 because don't nobody know your life. And instead of him keeping it cute, he went on this whole thing about if your pussy smells like water. Let's stop there. Vaginas are supposed to smell like vaginas. They should not stink. There should not be an odor. But um, vaginas are supposed to smell like vaginas. And if you don't enjoy vaginas smelling like vaginas, maybe you don't enjoy vaginas. Okay, so let's move on. So he then goes on to say that if you are not, I'm paraphrasing, performing fellatio in the parking lot, make some noise. <laughs> babe this isn't church this is a music festival where people are ingesting drugs 
if somebody wants to give or receive fellatio in the parking lot, what's the big deal? All right, let's move on. Um, this then loops into if you don't have AIDS or HIV or, um, any STDs that's going to kill you in two weeks, make some noise. Now let's pull over a couple of things. The irony of saying that, of celebrating, quote unquote, not having a disease that will kill you in two weeks while performing at a potential super spreader event when we are still in a pandemic where COVID actively can kill you in two weeks or more or less. And that not being a concern, but to shame people with misinformation, no less, about STDs unprompted. Unprompted. And then there's the specificity of giving head in a car. And T.S. Madison, who I love, shout out to Maddie if you ever somehow hear this. I love you, Maddie. Um, bad bitches link up. Um, to her question, well, what happened to inspire this? And that's what I still want to know. I still want to know what was your train of thought? What happened that we don't know about? Um, that prompted you to be upset about dudes potentially giving and receiving oral sex in the parking lot of what I'm guessing you think is a sacred event. I don't know. But then the DJ chimed in to say a lot of y'all niggas is sus. And I personally think that what's more suspicious of your sexuality is to attack other people's sexuality unprompted. Um, so let's dive in. I want for people to understand that when we first started learning about HIV and AIDS, it was decades ago. Science has made progress. Information has progressed. A lot of people still have are still operating with the same information that we were taught in elementary school back in the 90s. HIV and AIDS is not what it once was. Obviously, nobody wants to have a disease. If you could have the choice to not have it, sure, choose to not have it. But there are a lot of people, straight, gay, somewhere in the middle, bi, pan, all the identities, who have those diseases who live perfectly normal lives. There are meds now that can make it undetectable. There are meds now that um, are preventative and some of them are now available without insurance, which is a huge step forward. Um, there's a lot that makes that disease not the death sentence that it used to be. When you promote stigma surrounding STDs as a whole, you are actually contributing to the spreading of those diseases because that's a huge part of why a lot of people won't get tested for diseases because they don't even want to know that they have it because they don't want to face the potential stigma that you are promoting 
of their community, of their friends, of their family. So they would rather not know whether or not they have it and potentially spread it to other people. Misinformation about these diseases is what helps these diseases to spread from a social perspective. So when you aren't educated about something and you go out and you speak on it, you are a part of the problem. It's not a gay disease. Um, You know, and then the other thing that I'm seeing is that, you know, people were like, what about people in the audience who contracted HIV or AIDS because they were assaulted or because they, you know, um, contracted it through a blood transfusion where it wasn't from promiscuity? Let me be very clear. You should not shame a person who has an STD, whether they were promiscuous or not. If you have had sex, you have protected or unprotected, you have taken a chance that you too could have an STD. It does not mean that you are a nasty, unworthy, unlovable person. And I think that trying to tie a certain amount of virtue or victimhood to the contraction of those diseases, I understand what you're saying because, you know, choices. So I get it. However, you're not really making the point that you're that you think that you're making, whether you were a victim of something beyond your control or not. You don't deserve to be shamed for having an STD. Sometimes things happen in life. And it's so wild that in 2021, we still attack people for things that are so normal. And I don't mean common. I mean normal. It happens. Um, that really, I, I could imagine, I can only imagine what it must have felt like in that moment to be in that crowd, to be there celebrating an artist who I'm sorry, he shouldn't, he, we should have been not celebrating him um, just for the way that he's been antagonizing Megan Thee Stallion given her assault situation with that man who shall remain nameless on this podcast. Um, but I could only imagine what it must have felt like to catch that stray. And it's, it's unfair and it's cruel. I, I think we I would love for us to stop looking for ways and reasons to feel superior to other people because it's so, so, so harmful, especially in our community. The other thing that was wild to me was that in his first not apology, but his first video addressing the situation, he came up with a really specific gay escort scenario about his gay fans not being dirty or nasty, that they have sex in five-star hotels and not in cars. What? What movie were you watching? What are you talking about? Do you not think that gay people have homes where they can just have sex? I what are you talking about? The specific, it's the specificity that makes it look so wild. And it's not great for us to... Assume that every person who is homophobic is actually secretly gay. But I'm going to be really honest with you. I think two things can be true at the same time. There's no way that some of the people who I have seen speak in defense of these harmful ass words. There's no way that there isn't a part of you that is suppressing some sort of homosexual desire. There's no way because you're too invested in that 
identity not being presented as normal. And to me, that reads as if you have been suppressing your homosexual desires for a really long time, and so you feel like everyone else should. You feel like it's a choice because you chose to pretend to be straight for your whole life, and you think that other people chose not to. And that is so sad. And I don't say, like, I think you might be gay in a way to, like, make you feel bad, like, as a punchline. I'm saying it like, I want there to be more safe spaces for you to just be gay so that you cannot be harmful as hell. I want there to be more safe spaces for you to be bisexual so that you cannot be harmful as hell to people who are comfortable living their lives like that. I want you to be comfortable being pansexual so that you can stop giving people hell because you don't want to accept things about yourself. It's really like, yes, you're hurting a lot of people outside of yourself, but you're also really hurting yourself. It's like, ain't you tired? You have to be exhausted. And then T.I., sweetness, for everything that you have going on, you should be so silent about literally everything. Put your phone down. You have enough to address as is. And to talk about, to compare Lil Nas X just existing as a gay person and then to say that, like to compare that to homophobia, gay people being gay is not an attack on heterosexuality. It's just them existing. He's not being anti-straight because that's not a thing. Um... That was such a strange comparison. Like, it very much made me think about the the Nene Leaks clip from the reunion years ago where it's like, now how I get brought into this? Like, where did Lil Nas come from in this, you know, so you're saying that because Lil Nas X exists as a gay person who puts out his music and minds his business that homophobes should be able to be homophobic. Those two things, that's a false equivalency. Like, that's not a thing. That's, that's just not a thing. Um, here's what I think, um, just to bring everything to a place of like, how do we move, move forward? Number one, there's no such thing as cancel culture. The way that life works is that we get information, we get new information, and then we make a decision about how to use that new information. So when you reveal to people that you have these thoughts you're 100% allowed to voice your quote-unquote opinions. Uh, You're allowed to, you can say whatever the hell you want to say. But after that, you need to understand that what you say does not exist in a vacuum. I found it so weird that the baby was saying that what took place at the concert was between him and his fans and not for people who weren't there. Well, Your fans were there and you did have gay fans and you did have fans who have STDs. So what were they supposed to not feel any kind of way? Because they were there. But then also this concert wasn't a secret concert. It was like filmed and shared. I don't know what that was. But people, especially if you have a platform, right? The things that you say and do do not exist in a vacuum. They are there for the consumption of other people, especially if you are an entertainer. 
you can say what you want to say, but you are not entitled to our validation. You are not entitled to us agreeing with you. No one is canceling you. People are just saying, oh, I did not know that you felt this way. And now that I know that, I no longer want to support your career. So just like you are allowed to have those harmful, degrading, stigmatizing ass opinions and to voice them, people are are also allowed to receive that information and to proceed in a way that makes sense for it their lives there's there's this whole thing of like oh we can't we can't make jokes anymore we can't be funny anymore we can't say what we think or we feel anymore you absolutely can you just aren't entitled to a certain kind of validation after you do that it's the entitlement for me the next thing that I want to say is it's okay to be wrong it's okay to make mistakes it is okay to err I say all the time no human person was born with a thesis downloaded into their brains, into their consciousness that tells them about the the intersectional the intersectionality of race and gender and sexuality and socioeconomic status and disability. None of us are born knowing all of these things especially depending on what generation you come from, you may just now be coming to know that some shit isn't okay. It's okay to not know. It's okay to say, I did not know this. It is okay to get new information and then proceed differently moving forward. I wonder sometimes when people double down on being harmful, saying harmful shit, doing harmful shit, are you doubling down because it's just too hard for you to admit that you have been taught wrong to admit that you have been socialized wrong a lot of us have been taught some harmful shit that we have to do the work as healed adult people to unlearn that is so normal that is so okay that is so preferred I hope that more of us contradict ourselves more often because it means that you're learning new better information If you say some shit that's wrong and people say, hey, this isn't okay," instead of jumping to the defense and trying to say why it should be okay for you to be wrong, just consider, put the ego aside and consider the possibility that maybe there's some shit that you don't know and you can learn some new shit and move better, move forward in a better direction. That's how you evolve. That's how you grow. And I was having a conversation with a friend the other day where we were talking about the Me Too movement and the fact that there has to be, I'm also listening to a podcast right now, oddly enough, where they were talking about how people who commit sexual assault, that there still really isn't a lot of rehabilitation for adults who commit sexual assault. Even if by some miracle they are arrested and found guilty and imprisoned, the prison sentences tend to not be as long. And then it's the question of what do we do with these people after? When it comes to like recidivism and stuff like that, what do we do with these people after? Because there aren't enough studies on how to rehabilitate these people, right? 
there has to be across the board, outside of sexual assault, outside of the Me Too movement, we have to have some means by which we allow people to rehabilitate themselves from harmful beliefs, patterns, practices. We have to be able to, when a person says in earnest, I did not know this thing. And now that I know this thing, I recognize the error in my ways. I'm so sorry for the people who I hurt. I see how this was hurtful. I am doing the work to learn and to, to, to move forward in a different way. And I hope that, you know, you guys can be patient with me on that journey. Whatever. You come to the public hat in hand. You come to your family, your friends, whomever you have harmed. And you recognize the error in your ways. You get new information and you want to do better moving forward. Can we accept those kinds of apologies? I would hope so because I don't want to give up on people's ability to be better. If we're just going to accept that nobody can learn or change, we're giving up on humanity as a whole. I'm personally not, I'm not cynical enough to do that yet. (laughs) I want to believe in people's ability to learn and grow and be better people. I... There are some instances, though, that I'm seeing where some people just don't seem capable of being rehabilitated, which is why I brought up the thing about the, the um, you know, people who commit sexual assault, like, repetitively. It seems like there, there are just some people who I feel that like we need to give up on, like, shoot them into space because this person refuses to see anything wrong with how they are, how they believe. And it doesn't matter that it's a bunch of people saying, hey, you're going the wrong way. Just that there's a a bunch of people saying you're going the wrong way. You read that as everybody's ganging up on me. So I'm going to go the wrong way out of spite. And it's like you could be going the wrong way down a one way and intentionally hit someone head on, hurt them and yourself just because you don't want to accept that a bunch of other people are disagreeing with you. That is so wild that you would lean into your own self-destruction to prove a point, that you would destroy other people just to prove a point that really doesn't even need to be proven. It's okay to be wrong as long as you're willing to learn how to be right. Um, the other thing, I don't want to play oppression Olympics with people. I keep seeing people say that they feel like the gay community has more rights than the black community. And I just don't think that people recognize that there are black people in the gay and trans and bi community. What are you talking about? You keep getting so close to understanding that they are dual minorities. And then you jump right over that to lean into your own victimhood. And it's not to say that their victimhood is comes first or is superior. It just exists. It's there. Why can't you just admit that it's there? I'm not trying to compete with you about how hard it is to be a black woman over how hard it is to be a black man. They exist alongside each other because we can't take, we can't divide ourselves. Like I can't, I can't be black first or a woman first because I exist as both of those things at the same time. So you guys keep approaching this place where you can see that, yes, black gay people exist in that community and in ours. And, oh, it must be really hard for them. But you keep jumping over that to, 
wave the flag of your own oppression before they can get to theirs. And what I keep, what I continue to see is that a lot of you aren't really anti-racism or you aren't really for the liberation of our community as black people. What you really want to be is the apex predator. You want to be the person who's allowed to hurt everybody else. I don't know why you feel like it would be better for you to hurt us over anyone else, but it's not. You just want to replace the hierarchy with something else. If you are not advocating for the safety and the freedom of the LGBT plus community, especially within our community, then you are actually no better than the white people who oppress us. You are on the side of the oppressors. I don't know how much, how many more times we have to like say that. Like I'm seeing now that Diddy said that he feels like the Lord spoke to him and told him that he's supposed to be the savior of black people. Babe, save the artists who you fucked over first. Start there. I, I don't, it's everybody wants to be king of, there's a quote from Game of Thrones where it was like, um, you know, this certain character would burn the city down if it meant that he got to be king of the ashes. I think that that's true for a lot of people. You just want to be the HBIC and you want to be the one to be able to ruin other people's lives. You want to be able to be as harmful to everyone as white people have been. And none of us are going to get anywhere with that kind of mindset. Um, I also want for us as black women to do a better job of not... We already experience what it's like to be on the receiving end of hatred from straight black men. So maybe don't remain silent when you see straight black men hurting our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, You know what that feels like. So why are you not only remaining silent, but helping them to do it? You will go to the gays to get your hair and nails done. You will use their lingo. Um, All of these things that don't really require you to be a real ally. And I'm fed the fuck up with us too. Do better. Everybody has got to do a better job of supporting each other. Like, this is so discouraging and so upsetting. Like, everybody is showing their ass. And it's just so wild to me. Like, why is there a conspiracy uniquely to feminize black men, but there are arguably more gay white men? And I think white gayness is much more visible than even black gayness. But you guys lean into this conspiracy that, oh, they're just trying to feminize black men. There's a gay agenda. Well, what would be the point? What? Even if that were true, what would be the point? And maybe to an extent, if you leaned into not if, if you leaned away, if you moved away from the toxic masculinity of being so hard, so unfeeling, so, you know, he-man, woman-hater. That very thing that you keep trying to perpetuate is the very thing why cops feel allowed to kill you. Because they want to believe that you are these aggressive animals. 
And when you say, oh, I don't have any feelings and you deny all things feminine and you pretend to be this unfeeling like, you know, creature. Because there's nothing human about not having feelings like humans have feelings. You're supposed to. Don't help them. (laughs) Don't help their case. (laughs) Like. I I just mm, the ways that we come the ways that we come up to to reason our harmful beliefs and patterns are just so wild to me like read the chapter through to the end what would be the point what would be the end goal of trying to feminize black men I don't get it when if you were and I'm not saying that that's a justifiable thing. I'm not saying that that's even true. I don't. I think that it's like wrong for people to look at us and automatically like weaponize our skin color. But maybe if you leaned into a softer side of yourself, if you weren't so afraid of anything that could be remotely construed as feminine, maybe there's a way to kind of help that. I don't know. I don't know, because I don't want to get into like respectability politics because that's bullshit. You know, like people are racist because they're racist and there isn't really anything you as the oppressed person can do to change that. But I just wonder if we gave ourselves more permission to embrace the more emotional side of ourselves, if that would change anything, at least within our community, at least within our community. Because as a black woman, I'm getting really tired of like the harassment that I endure from black men because they just hate anything feminine Um, from some black men because they hate anything feminine. I'm exhausted. And I want y'all to not feel like you have to do so much to prove your manhood. Like it shouldn't be that hard. And it's kind of like a cage of your own creation. But um, Yeah, I want for us to look at the things that offend us the most and investigate why and just figure out if there's something there. Like, what is it about the existence of gay people that bothers you so much? Pull at that thread so that you can stop ruining everyone's day, maybe. So those are my thoughts on that. Everyone do better. Just try not to be an asshole. I That is my goal for... For everyone, just don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole to yourself and don't be an asshole to others. And this is just such low vibrational bullshit that people have just been really proud to just come out and say, hey, I too am a fucking idiot. Maybe don't be. You can learn better. You can do better. And it's okay to just be wrong as long as you're willing to learn how to be right. So those are my thoughts. I came back like I never left. I really want to have a more fun podcast episode where we talk about things that are like funny and entertaining, but like people keep doing wild shit that I just feel like I would be remiss if I didn't address. So here I am. So thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you next, next Tuesday. (laughs) Every time I say see you next Tuesday, I giggle. If you caught it, you caught it. If you didn't, you didn't. It's fine. Um, Be sure to rate, review, comment, subscribe, share, Send me money. My birthday just passed and I'm still, still and forever accepting gifts and money from you, from your daddy, whomever. I don't care. Take care of yourselves. Love on yourself. Love on others. And we'll talk to